No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. He is the author of Upon Further Review, The Greatest What-Ifs in Sports History. He is the host of the GIST podcast from Slate. It's a pleasure to welcome back to The Sporting Life, the one and only Mike Pesca. Mike, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you for inviting me on. Mike, you are a Queens native, uh, like someone else who dominates the discourse in this country right now. And, and uh, you know, the Mets, the Mets... We're playing in meaningful games up until this very week. As someone mm. from the borough, did that surprise you? Well, let me just correct you. I, I'm Queens adjacent, so I spent many times in Flushing. I'm from Oceanside in Nassau. Wait, County, I thought you grew up in Queens. I did not. I this, grew up were you born in Queens? In I was born in the driveway of the home that my parents still live in. You were born <laughs> in the driveway? How did that happen? Why did I think you were from Queens? You know who's from Oceanside? Our boss, Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah, I got his. Uh, I got his book. I'm looking to. Ind- I'm looking to work the ocean side. Wait, angle wait. So he's up. doing your show, I'm but he didn't come there, on yeah. our show to talk well, about you the book. Promotion- <laughs> Can I still continue with my I'm meth analysis? Go ahead. Or do you want Go to ahead, redo Mike. it? All right. All right. Okay. So, so the exact place I'm from, your unless there's some variation, or you have a parent uh, mm-hmm. impressing upon you to do mm-hmm. otherwise, you become a Mets fan, a Jets fan and a Knicks fan. Right. So when you say, were you surprised they were playing meaningful games? At this point, if any of my teams are playing meaningful games in the second half of the season, it's a joy and a wonder. And there, were, there was a fantastic two- or three-week period of the Mets season, which was meaningful, mm-hmm. where there was a hot streak, which gave me hope and life, but I still get the impression that they're wasting the greatest pitching, the greatest starting pitching talent of this, I don't know, generation, but Jacob deGrom. And they have in uh, Pete Alonso, one of uh, the future great home run hitters. And I don't know that they're putting around him, me or them, uh, important enough parts to get the job done so that it's not just the meaningful games in September, but actual games in October. We're speaking with Mike Pesca. He is the host of the Slate podcast. The gist, among many other hats that he wears in this industry, truly is a, a man of many media. Uh, and Mike, you know, I, I think, you know, let's, I, I don't know why we're talking about the Mets other than the fact that you're not from Queens and I'm not from Queens, <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, people forget they were the World Series four years ago. And they were arguably, even though they lost in five games, the better team in that World Series, better than the Kansas City Royals. I mean, or at least mm-hmm. they should have won that series. So we're not talking about the Jets or the Knicks. I mean, the Jets haven't been in a title game in their sport since I was born, and I'm 50 years old. The Knicks haven't uh, haven't been any good since 20 years ago when they reached the finals against the Spurs. You know, the, the, the Mets get a lot of grief but, you know, I'm not greedy. I look back at those last few months of the 2015 season after they got Cespedes, and they were they were practically invincible back mm-hmm. then up until the World Series. And so I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I don't, I don't understand people who need their teams to be good all the time. Oh, I agree with that. There is, and I think uh, a sense of haplessness 
uh, gets foisted upon them, mainly because, well, two big reasons. One, they're in New York, so they're in the the glare of the media and just people who like baseball. Uh, There are more baseball fans in New York than any other city because there are more people in New York than any other city. Second big thing is they have had more than their share of uh, horrible signings, horrible Mm -hmm. mishaps, Mm -hmm. bad managers, uh, Bernie Madoff scandals, you know, a a, a mascot who's missing fingers. Okay, maybe I shouldn't put him in there. (laughs) But they're... And he's used them inappropriately, not just missing the ones that he he still has. I mean, of his his, uh, three fingers, is it? Yeah, one his... No, of his four fingers, one was used inappropriately, which I said to myself, how could you say he gave him the middle finger if you have four fingers? But the point is well, st- that I, it, yeah. it used to be the Cubs were clearly the worst. And since they've been good, they, they had a somewhat of a disappointing year this year. But since they won the World Series recently, you know, who is the worst? Who's the go-to joke of baseball? I don't know if it's not the Mets. Wow. Wow. I mean, they, they're a 500 team this year, above 500, with a guy who hit 51 home runs. As we speak on Thursday, he might yet break the record. We're speaking with my, for rookies, of course. Aaron Judge holds it with 52 as of Thursday morning, which is when we're speaking, but you're not listening. We're speaking with Mike Pesky. He's the host of the GIST podcast. Uh, and, and Mike, I, you know, I did want to get your thoughts because I think it's, it's complicated. The other night, the Nationals clinched a playoff berth. Okay. It yeah. so happens that they did it while they were playing. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and Bryce Harper, uh, you know, who, who rejected, uh, offers to stay in Washington, who, you know, moved in division up the Eastern seaboard over the course of, uh, last off, last off season. And we don't know exactly what was said. Harper said the fans went too far, that they crossed the line. It's hard for us to judge because again, it's Thursday morning. We don't know what they said. And there is such a thing as crossing the line. But if you're a Nationals fan, and you get to see your team clinch against the guy who went away, who was the cornerstone of that franchise for nearly a decade, what feelings are you entitled to? I think that in deep down and in the id of the fan, mm. you, boo, you boo the guy who left, who turned his back on you. Right. If you were just to analyze it based on what would you do if he was your brother or son, would you advise the guy to blindly stay with the franchise or maybe to follow his uh, wanderlust, to get more money, um, to put himself in a better situation? He knows what the Nationals have been since he's been there, and he perceived them, and I think there's a lot of evidence to this, as being you know suboptimal and maybe a little dysfunctional. Just because they clinched a wild card spot doesn't mean they're not. You know, what if they get swept at which, or lose at a one game playoff? Does that mean that Bryce Harper was wrong? So that'd be my answer. Fans are going to boo the guy who turned his heel, but I think in reality, that doesn't mean he made an actual heel turn. Now, now interestingly, you use the term suboptimal. And when I hear that, I think about. Uh, Roger Bennett and, uh, the men in blazers and they use that term on their, on their soccer show. And I'm not sure that I've ever really thought about suboptimal as a phrase before men in blazers. <laughs> and unfortunately, William Sapphire is no longer alive. There is no on language column in the Times magazine anymore. Yeah. Do you remember suboptimal before those guys? Is that, is that their contribution? 
uh, Davies and Bennett to the English language and our usage there these should, days? <laughs> there should be a spinoff podcast called, you know, Suboptimal. And it's just about the four teams in the EPL who aren't the big four. Right. I'd exactly. listen to that. The Bolton Wanderers would listen. That's right. Are, is Bolton in the Premier League these days? Are they? I don't even. I, I don't know. It's, it's just fun it? saying Wanderers. Yeah, but one. I did. I had this idea. What do you think of this idea? You know, a knockout pool like they do in uh, football. Yeah. What about the e- an EPL knockout pool? Wouldn't that get you interested? Oh, that would get me interested. That yeah. would. What, what? What are there? There are eighteen teams in the EPL, or is it twenty teams? And they play each other obviously twice a year. So you have like a thirty-eight games. I can't do the math. You're a math guy. <laughs> I'm a math uh, guy, but I need to know the number of teams in the EPL. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about counting and, and, the teams, just again, about the knowledge. We're, we're speaking to Mike Paskin. We're, we're 20 teams, 20 teams. He's dealing with serious issues that concern uh, the body politic right now, which we are not addressing. <laughs> um, but but I miss William Sapphire. You know, I miss the column. Like, I hear yeah. words now all the time. Now that I'm 50, I hear words all the time. I say, but nobody used to say that. You know, the one that actually I, it gets me the most. And it's been it's been a long time. It's not something new. But when we were growing up, and you're nearly as old as I am, nobody talked about empathy. The word was yeah. sympathy. And I know they mean yeah. different things. One is empathy is being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and feel it. And sympathy is just feeling for someone else. But but they're used now interchangeably. And it's like sympathy has disappeared in favor of empathy. Right. And it bothers me. That's an excellent point. It's like if you're being sympathetic, that used to be seen as virtuous. Oh, you're a nice guy. You feel sorry for him. Now it's seen as a vice. Ooh, you have sympathy? What right. a monster. How could you not right. have empathy? Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you one from, uh, from the world of sports. This is one of my favorites. It's a, it's a draft or a combine type phrase. Mm-hmm. They talk about a player having intangibles off the charts. And I always think, you know, <laughs> if they're intangible, you can't chart them That's a by very, definition. I, I like that. That will stick with me. I will stick with me. We're speaking with Mike Pesca from The Gist, the host of The Gist podcast, and uh, longtime sports reporter for National Public Radio uh, and the author of Upon Further Review. Actually, it's an anthology editor, I guess is more uh, is more precise. Upon Further Review, the greatest what-ifs in sports history, which includes a great chapter by me. Um, mm-hmm. before we let you go, Mike, uh, um, the Jets, this whole oh. Adam Gase thing, oh. how do you assess his body language? Yeah, he does not seem to be an inspired or inspiring figure. Yeah. Um, they did have, you know, I think I'll look back on this year as the, uh, to the first three quarters of the Bills game as a time of hope, <laughs> <laughs> a time of promise. That's right. And then... I, maybe they're a little like the Mets in that, you know, mononucleosis is an actual disease that can have very yeah, harmful very, effects. Especially on and, the spleen. And yet it's treated as just a the joke. biggest punchline, yeah. maybe because of that graphic that had Sam Darnold staring at us like he was, uh, you know, he was intent on boring a hole for our eyes with his stare out indefinitely mono. Oh, God. He has great hair. Je- you know, Darnold has great hair. You should ask Braylon Edwards about his time with the Jets and the Browns because just like the Mets have the Cubs to always had the Cubs to always look at. Oh, look, at least we're better than them. I would say as long as the Browns are still an ongoing, unsuccessful entity, the Jets can never be the joke, the ultimate joke of the NFL, but fumbles notwithstanding. Now, there's a guy who knows about both of those things. 
uh, Braylon or Mark Sanchez or both. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Rex Ryan, we got a lot of those guys walking around these halls. I might bump into Mark <laughs> Sanchez and Rex Ryan any second. Mike Pesca is the host of the Gist podcast from Slate, and it's always a pleasure having you on the show, Mike. Thank you for having joined us. You're welcome. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern time.